Josh Gray. Scoge. What are we on? 15. I think this is actually 15. They say it takes like, is it 10 to make a habit? (laughs) (laughs) The stupid thing is though, I come in here every single week, no fucking idea what we're going to talk about. No idea if anyone is actually going to enjoy it for a start. <laughs> but I continue, continue to be surprised. Yeah. I think the main thing is that we're enjoying it. Is what we're talking I'm, about so, I'm definitely enjoying it. Yeah. So obviously, we moved everything to YouTube last week. Yep. And you're seeing us now. So we've got Tony, who's off camera, who's our... Young producer, Tony. Young Tony. <laughs> Shout out. Slim Jong Il on Instagram. I offered him a uh, mic. I was like, do you want a mic just for like special comments? He's like, no. Yeah, we'll look, we'll ease him into it. I feel like as he gets more and more traction and when the girls start messaging him on Instagram, he's going to be like, put me on boys, put me on. Start tagging him in some shit. He's like that rookie on the bench in the NBA. <laughs> the sixth man. <laughs> Isn't it the 11th man? Oh, no. that's, that's an NBA reference. Okay, cool. Cool, man. <laughs> yeah, we're good, we're good. <laughs> Oi, did you know... I actually wanted to ask you this question like two weeks ago because I swear you would have said no. But did you know the Winter Olympics were on? I only know because I was at the gym the other day and I saw an Australian won a medal. Dude, the opening ceremony was three weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Do you reckon that we're missing it because we're not watching like Channel 9 or 7 or anything at home? Nah, I reckon that the Winter Olympics is like the ugly friend in a group of hot Olympic girls. So you've got Olympics followed by the Paralympics. Paralympics. The Winter Olympics comes in a distant third. Is there a Winter Paralympics? Fuck, that's a great question. I I hope so. Equal opportunity. (laughs) 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 Equal opportunity. Surely there is. I reckon there must be. There's one, it's like um, the one that the girl won the medal in and they just lie on like a... Like a small esky lid. Like, like luge, I think it's called, right? No, nah, it's, it's, it was called something else, but it was crazy fast. And they use their feet to steer. It's like a bobsled, but without the enclosure, isn't it? Yeah, but they, they kind of like do the, almost like a lying down yeah, Naruto that's run. that's luge. Like, is that luge? I'm pretty sure it's luge, bro. Yeah. I know my, Olymp- my winter sports. And the only <laughs> you're really, reason I- You're clearly very into <laughs> it, yeah. The only reason I know is because I fucking froth snowboarding. So I get to like, I, I follow all the snowboarders and then I see them all going over there. And I'm like, wait a minute, fucking Olympics are on. But no fanfare, no like, no major kind of coverage. Olympic uh, opening ceremony came and went. I didn't even know. I knew you wouldn't know about it. Dude, we're south of the equator. Like there's people, people don't care. Like the only reason that Australia cares about the Olympics anyway is because we've always had good swimmers. (laughs) (laughs) Like no one cares about winter Olympics here because we don't have winter shit. The funny thing is though, we've got like Scotty James who came second in snowboarding. He's like one of the most accomplished snowboarders on the planet from Australia. Exactly. Hell lad. Great guy. Um, And we've got that chick. Again, that shows how much I know. She won second, I think. Um, yeah, that's the, the one on the, the on the. No, 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 a, sno- a snowboarder, a snowboarder, I think, or a skier. But um, we also like we're a hot fucking favorite, not a hot favorite, but we're an outside chance on the curling with the Australian team, and then we got knocked out like the first round or something. Where does one practice curling in Australia? In Australia. I would love to know. It's like really fucking cold lawn bowls with a broom. Yeah, surely it's like skaters on ice is just doing that every Thursday. <laughs> and if you win, like if you win the Thursday thing, you're just in the team. Or a Thursday night down yeah. Coburn fucking ice arena. 
Man, I bring went, your own broom. I went down there like last year. Yeah? To skate. It was On sick. a date. It was good. Yeah, yeah. It's the only fucking time you go. Yeah, super fun. <laughs> it made you realize like how... Dude, it's hard. When you haven't done it, when you haven't done it for a while, like since you were a kid, like everything cramps up because you're just not used to using those muscles. Hundred. The reason I found it so interesting is like there was a bit of controversy. So this chick, Eileen Goo, born and bred in America, born in like San Francisco or San Diego. Her mum's Chinese, dad's American. She was born in San Diego. Let's just say San Diego. It's one of the two. She defected in inverted commas to the Chinese team to represent China in skiing. Now, this chick's 18, Victoria's Secret model, um, has endorsements coming out of her ass, and the Chinese government paid her a fuck ton to, like, come to the other team. Mm -hmm. And now she's become the poster child for, like, Chinese winter sports to the point where she's got, like, $45 million this year in endorsements alone by going across to the other team. And you look at that from a um, an audience perspective, the population of China is absolutely insane. So you'd just be like, eh, we can bang that straight into... Or you suppose you can't bang it into Instagram followers because they don't have Instagram. Well, it's like, yeah, what do they use? I know they use like WeChat as like their Facebook. TikTok, just permanent TikTok. 100, yeah. So people are like buying her drinks and buying her fucking ski suit and shit. But there's this interesting fucking thing where she's like, she's an American. Yeah, that's a great bit of Cold War tactics. No though. shit. It's like we got you a girl. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's fire. Did you hear about that? I'm going to just talk about something I know nothing about. Mm. The girl, was she a tennis player and she Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peng Shui, Shui or something. And yeah, that's a whole thing. She's Is she back? Okay. So I've actually been following it. And there was a, an interview with her or like a, a little clip that the – the government, I can't remember what they Let's call it. Let's give some context. So what, what, what Okay, happened? so she's a super famous tennis player, accused the Chinese like tennis establishment or something of basically abusing her. I think it was a politician. Her. Yeah, like, raping her or, or some yeah. shit and disappeared, like didn't come to the Australian Open, which is known to be like a lot of Chinese funding comes into the Australian Open like a fuck time. And you'd see people in the Australian Open, like uh, spectators wearing Where's Peng Shui, like on a on yeah. her shirt. So she comes out and she gives this little speech uh, on film. And if she's standing like here, there's a mirror behind her and you can see like one of the communist kind of Chinese handlers like standing there looking how staunch with his arms crossed, like kind of out of focus and but in frame. It's just a real weird situation. She's like, no, I am definitely not being held hostage. <laughs> wow. I wonder it's... if she was deep faked or something. Oh, dude, maybe. Because we got to be literally months away from that, from the first deep fake major incident. No shit. Because I've seen some of the porn and it looks pretty real. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You know, it's oh, like of a course, category. of course. Ariana Grande yeah. gets deep throated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I was talking about this at a family gathering the other day, which is a great place you to talk about porn. Um, my, I've got like cousins and my sister and my mum had left, so it was an easier conversation to have stepsisters and stuff. I think we were talking about Euphoria. Have you seen Euphoria? No, I haven't. It's fucking really good, but it's so intense. And we were talking about whether the intensity of that show and the things that the characters are facing is representative of what's going on being a teenager these days. And if it is, it's fucking terrifying. 
and it makes you realize that you're old as hell because it's just like a complete if you could if you if you a b it to the way that you went to high school and stuff we were talking about that and i was like have you guys watched porn recently to which everyone was like they're all pretty on the level and pretty funny and everyone was just like everyone was pretty much no comment but Pornhub is fucked it's so fucked like if you log on to Pornhub now it's like everything is about weird incest it's like stepmom stepsister stepdad it's fucked it's like that seems to be like the most common thread of shit and it's like kind of just want to fucking jerk off like i don't want to i don't want to watch some like completely fucking weird premise porn like no one was no one's watching the premise anyway like what the fuck is this about like surely it's it must be what people want to fucking see but isn't that weird like jacking off is like there's not a social taboo about it but it's kind of like still done Behind closed doors, it's like private, quite yeah. literally, it's very, it's very private. But then they're like, they're introducing this whole like thread of weirdness to it that makes the weird act way weirder. Yeah, but it's so prolific that obviously people are like fully into it. Yeah, and I'll tell you right now, jacked off some stepsister porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's super fucked up though because it doesn't make. There shouldn't be depravity in doing it, right? Because every time I've spoken to girls about this sort of stuff, like with girls, it's always like they, they'll buy dildos. They talk about it with each other, do all this sort of stuff. It's fucking, it's completely reasonable. You buy one fleshlight and suddenly you're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> but that's God. it. There's nothing like that. That's the problem because everything is creepy as hell, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you don't fucking go down that route, obviously. But I do feel like for dudes, it's like, Almost, it's like something to be ashamed of, but for girls, it's something to be like, it's self-exploration. And it should be that. I'm not putting that down. Like, it should be that. But for dudes, it's just like, you dirty little fuck. (laughs) It's because we are, (laughs) I think. At our core, we all know we are filthy little weirdos. Maybe we're just conditioned to think that. Maybe we're just conditioned to be like, oh, this this is horrible. But yeah, it doesn't make it any better that now the porn that you watch is fucking incestual and look you may be right but that's not a soapbox i'm willing to stand on you know what i mean i'm, I'm not gonna die on that cross it's that's someone else's battle to fight did you did your dad give you the chat about it when you were a kid nah man no? never i never. think it's the only like it's the only like birds and bees talk i got and i was like 13 already jerking off <laughs> and my dad was like he kind of just likened it to taking a shit he was like everyone does it but you just don't do it in front of people <laughs> and i was just like good talk i kind of wish i did have that talk because i just found out about it like organically yeah by accident <laughs> but one funny story i can't believe i'm about to tell this on fucking this podcast but i used to jack off as a youngster i was like i don't know 13 or 14 or something and I could, I swear to God, my cum smelt like mint or something. I was like, am I fucking superhuman? Because this smells wonderful. <laughs> and that went on for like six months until I realized that my mum bought aloe vera scented tissues. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. It all makes sense now. That's a that's a really obvious error that I've made. <laughs> Do you remember Lockie Leonard? Did you read Lockie Leonard? 
Tim Winton? Nah. In school? It doesn't ring a bell. Uh, it was in the syllabus when I was at school. I spoke to another friend about this. But it was pretty hardcore. Like, it was basically about a kid that was like a surfy kid from like Albany or something turning 14 and like getting jerked off and like falling in love. It was, but it was pretty fucking graphic. I remember reading it and just being like, this is, this is a hardcore kid. What's been going on? What's been going on with you this week? Bro, Valentine's is going on. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. It's the 15th today. You never realize like quite how alone you are until you're alone on Valentine's Day. I'd never even recognized Valentine's Day before. Like I had like, you know, you go out for dinner or you do buy flowers or you do whatever you do. It feels like it's a more serious holiday for people that don't have someone. Because <laughs> 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 I was just like, normally I'll just scroll through like uh, Instagram stories and then I'm like, it's just fucking people being like, oh, I love it. My... And I'm just like, Jesus fucking, this is unrelenting. <laughs> like I've, none of this is funny. None of this is fun to me. Like I was just like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> I literally turned off Instagram yesterday. I was sick and fucking tired of it. And then the worst thing is, once you're done with the onslaught of fucking February the 14th, it's now American Valentine's Day. Yeah, I have to listen to it all again. Mute. Mute. Oh. Mm. That's a, yeah, it's a very valid. I've been doing some muting lately. I'm, I reckon I've got more muted than I have unmuted. <laughs> we were talking about this before and, um, I asked Scott, like Scott brought up the fact that he muted people and I was, I definitely do too. And I was like, why the fuck don't we just unfollow them? Are we like, are we pussies? Well, that's what it is. I think there's a couple of, there's a couple of interesting things about it, right? Because it became something you could do, I don't know, in the last few years. So you can mute people and it's like, it's like a yellow card. It's like, I'm not really fucking with what you're doing right now, but I think you're all right as a person. I'm just going to put you on the outer so I don't need to see it all the time because it's going to make me like you less and less. You, you see maybe a handful of people like on the reg physically and you chat to them and you're like, this is a, I know who this person is. But then when you see people that you knew before and they're completely online, they're, they're just an online personality to you now, you start to believe that as being who they are. Mm. It's too much sometimes. So you mute them, but you're like, I don't, I might want to come back. And I don't want to have to ask. <laughs> and you don't want to have to do that re I don't want to have to notify you that I'm coming back. <laughs> because then it's like, oh, he left. Because oh. I've had a few. I've had a few where people say, like, you weren't following me before? Yeah. Said, yeah, you were definitely. You got a new account? And then you're just like <laughs> looking into it and you're like, no, you just fucking got rid of me, didn't you? What did I do? Like I had it before when I was walking around here and I bumped into a dude and was just like, hey, what's up, man? And he said straight out without saying anything else. He was like, why did you want to follow me? That's a really difficult question to answer just because keep moving. Just keep moving. <laughs> we just kept walking. Yeah, I was just like, I couldn't even fucking handle it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, don't <laughs> it's about to happen again. So <laughs> we had an interesting experience with a friend of ours who was dating a girl who um, we found out sucked and uh, we were all at a party together and we were talking about how much we all thought she sucked and someone was like, they, but they'd her. broken up, right? They'd broken up, yeah. yeah. And we still, for some reason, followed her. And someone was like, I'm going to unfollow her. And then, like, a group of, like, eight or nine dudes were like, yeah, I'm going to fucking unfollow her too. What we didn't realize is that there was there's apps 
that yeah, tell you no apps, who yeah. unfollowed. So this girl has gone and opened her app and seen like nine dudes from the same friend group unfollow her at exactly the same period. And he got a text message. Why the fuck have all your friends just unfollowed it's an me? Act of war. It's crazy, man. It is crazy. Well, it's the new social currency, right? Followers. So being unfollowed is probably like one of the most offensive things you can do. I think like if you're growing up now, like that would be, it's so much a part of the fabric of society that you would be taking it very much more seriously. Mm. Yeah, like that would be the big thing. You know what it is? It's the new delete my number. You know, you said I used to delete numbers. Yeah. I'd be like, I can't fuck with this anymore. Like that person's got, because if you deleted the number, it was like, there, was, there was no more contact whatsoever. Yeah. But I'm following, I mean, there's blocking. You can block people. Yeah. I've got a few on that list. But get to that black mirror. I don't think I've got, I don't think I've got anyone blocked actually. Really? We've been getting a lot of those like Forex traders coming into my inbox at the moment. So, hey man, do you want to make 10 grand? Nah. Oh, they get upset as well. Yeah. I mean, this is that one back. She was like, um, yeah. She's like, okay. how can we get on this? And I was like, no, <laughs> like just a long no. And she was like, fine. It's like, are you a real person? Or is this, a, is, the, is the bot set to emotionally manipulate me when I say no? I just hit him with the, um, do you know Ligma? <laughs> like Ligma? Yeah. Lick my nuts. Yeah, they go, yeah. <laughs> they go, oh, you're too old for our demographic. <laughs> Block me. <laughs> So we got a message um, earlier on from a fellow pod pal. That's a thing now, pod pals. Someone, Have you met him? Yeah, yeah. Blake trains down at um, at Costas. That's oh, the okay, first cool. time I'd, I'd had a chat to him. So Blake Richardson, John Pinder, um, I'm a big fan of the pair of them. They're both comedians, stand-up comedians. It's a good podcast. I listened to the first Kings one. and Vagabonds. Shout out to them. Um, Blake is a... Uh, is an incredible specimen. He trains down at, at Costa Jiu-Jitsu with me. Um, not with me, um, but he trains there as well. And, and John is fucking hilarious. First time I ever saw John was at um, Scott and I went to Chris White. Um, the, the yeah, Green, tension, Green thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, tension Green Reapers thing in, in Subiaco. Just fucking hilarious. But that was the first time I'd, I'd seen John. And he had me in fucking stitches. It was hilarious. I've never heard an Englishman do such a quality Australian accent. It's so it's so harsh. It eh? is so harsh. I hope to God we don't actually sound like mm. that, but I have a funny feeling I do. Especially, yeah, yeah, especially me. if you like Yeah, he was he was definitely picking on you in particular. <laughs> well, you've always said whenever I travel, my ockiness goes like yeah, there's certain people notches. that do. Like, I'm the, I go the opposite way. Like, I take on some weird characteristics of people I'm talking to. It might be like a, some deep seated insecurity, <laughs> but it's automatic. I'm like, fuck. Um, he asked us, how much do you guys consider what people, what you think people want to hear about versus what you want to talk about? So, do you purely talk to people or about subjects that interest you, or do you sometimes have a conversation on things that don't intrigue you? but you think people will be intrigued by? We absolutely just talk to each other and have a conversation and it gets recorded. Like there's no, there's absolutely no consideration for like buzz topics that people would want to talk about and shit because that's, it would be, it would be super pointless. I think because when we started this, we were just like, fuck it, let's just, we'll do it. We tell the, told your story and then we invite people on and have mm. conversations. Like, I think if anything that's happened, like, 
I spoke to a couple of people and they were like, we probably don't give enough context on things sometimes. So we'll just be like talking to a guest or talking to a friend and we just go into like tangential things about characters that people won't know and things like that. But I think that's probably some of the charm of it. It's just like actually having a conversation. There's also no work it out, eh? Yeah. I'm not <laughs> here to shit. explain shit to yeah, you. Google motherfucker. <laughs> um, the, the funny thing is though, that you can, if we were, if you were like, I want to do a podcast and I want the podcast to be successful. And that was the idea. It was like, do you want to do a podcast and you sit down and you really look at it? That's one way to do it. And I'm sure people do. And it, it's probably a smart way to do it. But I feel like with most of the things that, that I do and that, that we've been involved in, it's like you're kind of feeling things out. You're doing something that's fun. And then it either starts to gain momentum or it doesn't. Yeah. But the podcast that I appreciate the most, and I think I have probably an um, ambient understanding of, of like long form conversation because I listen to so many, it's like it becomes ingrained in you. And when you can just kind of switch off and just listen to what's going on, we, you can always tell when someone's trying to like perpetuate an idea. And the ones that shit me the most, actually, the fucking ones that shit me the most are the ones where they it used to happen a lot more where they'd stop and do ad reads. And it, it, it just throws the... The flow. Yeah, well, it throws... Quite, quite often they do those ad reads separately and then they'll just insert them. But it still makes it like really disjointed to listen to because you're kind of in the zone yeah and um that's why i think a few podcasts that i know like um whitey and that have the the elusive um manscaped (laughs) i know still for 15 episodes bro no fucking manscaped not even an email i had to buy my own manscaped are you serious did you use anyone's discount code reaper's code yeah and it's just so sad when i was doing it because i was like this just this should be a club good code yeah could have been us i know it's hard man they're the hard topics you got to fucking discuss sometimes well the thing is like i mean we we come into this every week and there is a degree of Will people want to listen to this, or will like will people uh, resonate with what we're talking about? And there's a difference, I think, between shaping or crafting a conversation around what you think what people want to hear, and just having your own authentic conversation. And I think it's a slippery slope if you start to like really think about your target market in inverted commas and try and like sell them on an idea Mm. then it becomes almost inauthentic because it's no longer a conversation it's a pitch and no one wants to fucking hear a pitch yeah we get pitched out all day i'd much rather sit here and have a conversation with you about jacking off which i'm quite certain (laughs) no one wants to hear (laughs) but fuck me it's authentic Yeah, you can't you can't take that away from us. That's it. I was talking to someone the other day, and I was like, it made me realize that um, that I've got some like pretty warped kind of self analysis going on because I was talking about doing the podcast, and then I was like, I think it's fully narcissistic that I would think that anyone would give a fuck about what we talk about, and they were like, why would you think that? Like, it's good. People enjoy it. You enjoy it. And I was like, until I'd said it out loud, I was like, fuck, that's my like automatic thing is to be self-critical of anything that I'm, I'm doing. I'm like, oh, that's fucking, that's narcissistic or everything being a negative. And I never used to be like that. Like when mm. I was young, I never used to be like that. And then I think it's that like negative self-talk thing 
which creeps in. You don't realize because it's just a way, it's just an angle that you look at things from. And that was like, it's pretty fucking interesting because I enjoy doing this. But then every now and then I sit there when I'm, when it goes out or something and I'm like, who am I to think that anyone would give a fuck about this? Yeah. Yeah. Literally, man. Every single time we record an episode, I, um, I'm almost certain that no one's going to listen and or give a fuck. But the, the fact that we just keep doing it anyway, I think that that kind of lends itself to, to why it's, it's good. Yeah, well, the thing is, I think at the end of the day, you just need to do the things that you fucking enjoy and give a fuck about anything else. No shit. Because it's pointless. It's absolutely pointless thinking about what anyone else thinks of you. Even though you do, and I do all the time, like, I was, like, pretty nervous about switching this to camera because I'm, like, not super comfortable on camera. Mm. But you just got to do the shit that you want to do and just follow things down the rabbit hole and see where they go. No shit. Sidebar, I can't see anything right now. Like, this is... So anyone, have you ever had this before? So there's a, um, I get ocular migraines or optical migraines. I can't remember which one it is. So I get no headache, but something will trip me, my, my sight. And then it all turns into like, I've taken the acid. It's generally like when I've like rubbed my eyes too hard or something and you let go and you can't see for a minute, but it always goes in like 10, 15 seconds. There's like a Donnie Darko portal like here. Yeah, right. (laughs) I can't see my fucking hand. Go into it, bro. I'm trying. Go, I'm trying. Go into it. <laughs> I uh, I was talking to a girl the other day and I had to tell her about my Japan experience. Mm-hmm. And I like was a like, new conversation. Like a new conversation. And she didn't seem like the sort of person that um, would like resonate with the reason that I was in there. And I was super like hesitant to bring it up. It's strange. It's like a part of your past now that, and I suppose it's out there and it's in public record. So you've always been someone that is like comfortable. You would never be like, oh, don't, I don't want people to know this. So, but now I suppose it's, it, it's in that space and you meet someone, you're like, how are they going to take that? Yeah. Like, yeah. is that a deal breaker for someone that he's been in jail? Yeah. It is the fucking, you dipped your toes in jail. Yeah. It was a, it's, it's, it's a good way to do it. You can have that story and still kind of move on with your life. It's like an like escape you, you room. Get, yeah. You, you didn't end up with like a fucking, like a major record or anything. It was overseas. It's more entertaining than it is. It was know, the like, Kentucky tour of jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to go on a few buses, got to tour around a bit, try the local food. How'd she take it? She was chill. Did you tell her or did you just go listen to the podcast? Oh, fuck. I was Because then you have to tell you have a podcast as well. Oh, I had to do that as well. She's just yeah. like, there's two red flags. Here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I literally framed it as, look, I know I'm a, I'm a white male in my mid-30s, but <laughs> I've got a podcast. <laughs> so that is the most cliched thing. Yeah, yeah, for right real. Now. She's into it? Well, we'll find out, I suppose. But she was not into it. But she hasn't deleted my, uh, deleted my contact as have yet. Have you got so. the app? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she might have just muted you. <laughs> Sick and fucking tired of this guy. I'm getting really fucking tired of the not traveling thing. I realize how much of like my relationship with Perth was based on me leaving regularly. Yes. And then enjoying coming back though. Yeah. You enjoy it so much because you come back and like, there was always this comfort of coming back to Australia and being like, it's like a breath of relief. Cause as much as everything else is great, you're like, oh, it's actually really, I understand here. Mm-hmm. 
But um, I've not left for so many years now. I think it's been, I think it was 2019. Mid-2019 I left and that was the last time I got on a plane. It's amazing how fast it goes. I mean, I was away in 2020, so not too bad for me, but, you know, the end of the trip didn't go so well. <laughs> but I, little, was actually, I was actually thinking about it myself the other day, and it's like I've never been in a position where I'm like, fuck me, I need to get out of here for a while. And it's like it was always, uh, oh, this would be cool. Let's go do this. Now it feels like I need to fucking – I need to decompress from Perth. Like I need – a change of fucking scenery mm. for a minute, like even Bali poolside for fucking 10 days and just chill for a minute. Well, I think you kind of forget what that used to represent because it was so easy. It was such an option just to do that, just to go on bail to paradise for fucking like seven days. Like people, how many euros are in Bali? You got to Bali and it's full of euros and they're like really, really fucking spending time there. It's like a massive it's a massive destination, you know? Yeah, Russians, the new Australians. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And now I suppose that place is probably quite barren. Well, I don't think so. From everything I've seen, it seems to be popping still. Are people traveling there? Europeans, 100%. What's the, what's the rules? Are we allowed to go? I, As I understand it, they have like allowed everyone except Australia. I think New Zealand can go. But why, why can't we go? I don't. I'm not sure. I think it might be because of the the rules we have. But as I understand, it, Australians can't go right now. Um, but I believe that they're opening it up to everyone either soon or maybe it's occurred like recently. I saw it on the news. That's going to be fucking wild. It's actually going to be wild. Well, the thing is, right? When, everyone will just be like, "I'm going to fucking buy." Yeah, when it, when the f- doors open. Imagine the fucking floodgates. Yeah, the influx. It's going to be wild. And the the problems that that's going to take, I mean, even if you think about Bali, like, in isolation, they've gone through, what, three years of nothing to all of a sudden everything. I wonder how all their infrastructure is going to cost. Yeah, well, I mean, they rely, they rely on, um, on tourism so much. I always thought Bali was so funny because when you're a kid, you go to Bali, or when you're in, you know... You finish high school, you go to Bali on a, a boys trip or whatever, and that's just like getting hammered and going to the bounty and staying in Cuda, right? And then as you get older, you just you just slowly move further and further out of Cuda, and then slowly all of them become Cuda, like as everyone kind of yeah. catches on. So it was like um, Semenyak and then Changu, and now it's like some other shit, right? What's next? Yeah. Um, and you go and you go to like. You hang in Changu and like you get a villa and you just fucking go to really nice, you just eat really good food, you cruise around and you feel like a real comfort and a real calmness there. And you're like, this is just, it's beautiful and it's great. And then you get back to the airport and it's like everyone from fucking Kuta. And it's just like Bintang singlets and it's so hectic and you're like, oh my God, I'm never coming here again. And it's a shame because that's like the last, like last taste of it. It's the last bit, yeah. It's the only place I've ever been in my life where people clap when you land. (laughs) Like you know you're in, you know you're in, you're in some pretty fine company when people are clapping when a plane lands. Landing clappers, eh? I had um, a chick like put her fucking feet 
down oh, the side, through the through the gap in the seat. Like I've seen internet memes about it. I follow his page. It happened. I was sitting next to a friend of mine, and her feet were on like his side, up against like the window, and just these grubby, chubby, fat little toes poorly painted and the whole underneath of her feet were like just black and i took a photo of it it is troubling to say the least and it would have been different if they were like they looked the feet look really good you know what it could be my stepsister's feet on there and i I have stepsister too i'm so sorry (laughs) no i don't think for me anyway feet you can fuck right off with it. Like they belong down at the other end. I'm I'm like knees and up. I was in I was in America years ago and um I was staying at the staying at this baller hotel um called Roosevelt Hotel in like Hollywood. It's where mm. celebrities stay and stuff. I conned this kid into that they had a label that we were going over there and he's like, Where should we stay? I was it was getting paid for and I was like, oh, we should definitely stay at the Roosevelt. <laughs> I fucking lived there for a month, right? And while we were there, there was like a bunch of pro skaters and like sort of upcoming rappers and stuff. It was fucking really cool. And you just all hang around the pool area. And we got to know quite a few people because we were there for so long. And um, this dude was like big, big black dude. He was like, um, I can't remember his fucking name. He was like an aspiring rapper like everyone was. And he asked me if he could have a cigarette. So I smoked at the time. And I, I was like, man, packets of cigarettes in LA at the time were like $5. Yeah. And I had like, a cart and I was like, dude, just take the rest of that pack. I've got literally another pack in my pocket. And he was like, man, he just turns around, opens this glad bag and it's full of drugs, but it's just prescription drugs. So it's just colored pills. And I'd never really dabbled in any prescription drugs. So I was like, what do we have here? <laughs> so he started giving me the the rundown. He's like, blue ones are um, Xanax. And the, you know, like he's just sort of running through it. And I was like, give me one of those Xanax. Cause I will take it on the flight home because I've heard that they're good for flying and whatnot. So dude gives it to me, he goes in my wallet. I'm still there for like two more weeks. I get on the plane and I'm like, ah, oh, this fucking, I wouldn't know we were just about to go to the, the airport and I went on drugs.com and put in the, the little thing that was written on the pill. You know, they all have mm-hmm. like a, a number and it wasn't actually Xanax, but it was close. It was some, it was like an antipsychotic. I was like, that'll probably do the job. So we get on the plane at LAX and we're flying to Sydney and I, I'm just like sitting with the two dudes I was, I was there with. And I was like, see you guys later. <laughs> just pop this fucking pill. And the last thing I remember is I was just pressing the, the light that alerts the, the stuff. We hadn't even taken off yet, but I'm just looking at it. It's like, just pressing this button and I'm like completely fucking <laughs> out of it. And then I pass out. Now, they were sitting, the guys that I was traveling with were sitting like, I think they were the row in front of me. So they're like looking back and laughing. I woke up and we're like 40 minutes from, from landing in Sydney. So I just time traveled this whole fucking thing. I hadn't woken up at all. I was completely out of it. But I woke up and I was just like hanging. <laughs> My head was just like hanging forward like this. And there was a bit of spit that had connected all the way to the floor. And you know, you, when, you know if you've taken like, at Xanax or something like that you kind of open your eyes and then it takes a little while to figure out what's going on it's not like a like waking up like you come out of the water and I'm just looking this girl dead in the face <laughs> she's just fucking staring at me 
<laughs> she's sitting like across the aisle and I've just got this long thing of saliva and I'm like Fortunately, camera phones weren't at their best then, so I would have definitely ended up on some... Just some pixelated photos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've got a similar one. I won't tell you who gave it to me in case they get into trouble, but um, someone close to me, family, gave me um, some tramadol. Because mm-hmm. I'm the same. I can't sleep on planes. Like, it's just not It's just not feasible. You've traveled with me plenty. I just get to the other end and I fucking just hate everyone. So this person gives me a couple of tramadol. And he's like, I take one. And I'm like, well, he's a bitch. So <laughs> I'm going to take two. <laughs> Josh, had, the bat, yeah. Josh hadn't eaten. Mm. So I ate two tramadol as we're sitting in the departure lounge with my then girlfriend and her whole family to go to Japan. And I'm feeling fine. I, uh, they call for the boarding and we're all standing waiting to go on the plane. We're in that little kind of like airlock like thing where you're all just like waiting and like funneling through to get on the plane. And my stomach just goes, guess what, chief? Whatever's in there, it's coming up. And so I had to run past the whole queue because I needed to throw up and I knew it was going to be violent. Now, when you do that, people are like, this motherfucker's trying to jump the queue. So they're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like trying to hold me back and shit. And I don't have the time to explain to them why I am cutting the queue. So I'm just fucking palming people off me as I'm running down. And now the stewardess is is the gatekeeper. And she's like, whoa, 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 why, what are you doing? I'm like, I need the toilet now. She's like, for what? Number one, number two. I'm like, I need a spew. And she's like, gets the fuck out of the way and ushers me through faster than anyone has ever ushered me. And I got to this toilet with zero seconds to spare. I think there's something about your body that's like, okay, I'm here now yeah, and it's yeah. all coming. But it came out of me at a rate of knots. Like if someone had been standing in front of them, I'm sure it would have been like one of those cartoon fire hydrants where they get blasted into the next <laughs> postcode because it came out of me at pace. And I was like white as a ghost. I sit down in my seat. The stewardess puts me through. And eventually my girlfriend and her brothers and stuff come and sit down. The brothers are losing it, laughing at me. And she could not have been more pissed. <laughs> and you got to do the whole flight. Got to do the whole flight. But thankfully, I was so fucking ill still at that point while we're waiting to take off. I did a U and my head just drops. And I slept for like five hours. Woke up feeling the freshest I've ever felt in my life. And I look across and I just see her face looking at me. It was like that girl looking at you, but it was not a face that you want to like, see. I need to be with this person. Yeah, continuously for the now. next yeah. fourteen days, and I physically hate you with all of my being. <laughs> Girls can give you that look, and it says so much. It's terrifying. Yeah, I got the same look from her after my thirtieth birthday. Actually, I was there. I remember. Oh, you were. That was cold though. It wasn't even bad. Well, it wasn't that bad. I didn't think. think she probably did a different story. Before we go onto that, onto anything mm-hmm. else though, I want to circle back on your Roosevelt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. We did get a message from an avid fan, Astrid Fox, local Perth DJ. She asked, who is the most famous person you've ever tuned? And we don't... We don't have hookup stories, but I've got a pretty... We got a pretty fucking funny... I got a really funny America story. Shoot. From when we were at... um, The Edible Story. Oh shit. All right, let me let me start it mm-hmm. and I'll set the context because you 
you talk to the after effects a lot better than I do because obviously you experienced it. But we've got a friend who uh, like is an LA native, um, Jason Kelso. Actually, I probably shouldn't say his name. Actually, now nah, who gives a fuck? Um, so we go down and, and see J-Dog and his now wife at the time, girlfriend, um, down in this place called Hermosa Beach, which is like a super dope little coastal community in LA. Uh, we, we hired this Mercedes from Platinum Motorsport and, you know, Scott and I young driving down the LA coast in a Mercedes. It was like just primo. And we go down and we meet these guys in a burger store and end up having like the best day we'd, we'd had probably there. Just like eating burgers, drinking beers, gets to the afternoon and we're both, we're all pretty pissed at this point. And obviously we start to have a bit more of an open discussion and um, J-Dog's girl was like, do you guys smoke weed? And I was like, fucking yes. And she's like, why don't you guys come back to our place We'll give you some to take home with you. Um, we're like, dope. Um, so we jump in the car and we we drive down there. And uh, she, I remember so distinctly, she opens this box. She had like a little fucking kit. She opens the box and it's full of like, okay, if we got uppers, we got downers, we got oxies, we got Xanax, we got weed, we got this, this edibles. Is, this is becoming a theme in America. Uh, it's just like everyone has like a bag or a no, box of drugs. No yeah. shit. But she's like, do you have a bomb? No? Okay, would you like a pipe? Here, have a pipe. And then she gives us some weed. And she's like, oh, I've got these cookies. And she gives us the standard fucking edible spiel. She's like, now look, these are really strong. And in my head, I might have even said it out loud. I'm like, Pah! <laughs> whatever bro mans can eat edibles i don't care give them to me she's like i would only have a half so and this cookie was like about the size of a 50 cent piece but like and maybe like a half an inch a quarter inch thick it wasn't wasn't very big so i'm pretty confident that i could eat at least one of these i have a very high tolerance when it comes to edibles anyway so i'm super confident but Anyway, we only had one. So I split. We, we go back to our uh, abode and um, and we split it. Actually, have we spoken about LA mm. before on here? Fuck. Mm-hmm. We, we'll probably get to that in a minute. The whole place itself was fucking wild. But we go back to our place where we're staying, this Airbnb, and um, we settle in for a night. I remember I was watching, what was that show? Not kids. It was like they had superpowers or something. Oh, the English one. The, yeah, the English one. Do you remember what it was called? Misfits. Misfits. Yeah, young that was Jamie. That was young fucking Tony. Fucking worth the money. Oh man, he's already paying himself <laughs> off. We don't pay him shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's here for the love. Um, I'm like settled in. I've had my half an edible. Scott's had his. And it didn't do shit. We took it. We took half age, and in typical edible fashion. You need to remember. I think this was like 2012 or something. So, like the medicinal marijuana stuff in the states was still at the point where people were, where the, the scientists were making. They were just like, let's just see how much THC we can put in the tiniest thing. <laughs> it was like a competition. And people were fucking losing their minds, and it's not quite that intense anymore. But at the time, it was. So fucking wild. Well, it probably it probably is more intense now, but it's labelled appropriately. Yeah, like, you it, know exactly it was what's just in like, it. It's like here's a fucking weed. It has cookie. like an FDA sticker on yeah. it. Yeah. 
So we have half each. I'm settling in to watch, uh, net, uh, not Netflix at the time because it didn't exist, but I was watching Misfits on whatever the fuck I was watching it on. And I'm starting to feel a little bit of a buzz, but I'm chill. I'm just sitting there watching it. And the way that I remember it is I look across at Scott and Scott is sitting bolt upright in bed looking very, very uncomfortable. That's basically all I kind so- of remember. He was heavy breathing. <sighs> And then cut to Scott. I'll tell you this funny. I'll tell you, I don't know if I've ever told you this bit of it before, but um, what had happened is that we, I was seeing someone at the time back in Australia and it was like super early days. And I was texting with her and we t- I'd taken this edible. So we were just like texting back and forth or whatever. And I got the first... <laughs> The first ever nude. <laughs> is this before nudes when like, no, it, nudes? Was, it was just like the first time because we've been seeing like we've been oh, the circling into the first her. in this, yeah. Okay. And it's like that's a that's a it's a fucking moment, right? And you need to get the response right. Like you don't need to fire one back, but you need to get the response right in the sense of like, like damn, damn yeah, girl. Yeah, like, so what had happened is I'd taken this edible. And then I think I'd smoke joint and I'm like, man, just chatting away. And then I just kind of just get this fucking photo. And just as it comes in, this fucking weed, this edible just hits me like a fucking kick to the face. And I'm like, fuck, I need to respond well to this. Otherwise it's going to fucking obviously ruin everything. Right. So many fucking years ago. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck, I'm so fucking high. I'm so just, all you can think about is fucking how high you are. And it's just weed, but it's so intense. Like the edibles are so fucking wild. So I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. So I'm like trying to type the message and not accidentally hit send when it's halfway there and stuff. I don't know what I did, but I got through it. I was just like, yeah, like damn or something. Or like, but it was late where I was anyway. So I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to sleep. Um, and then I, I felt like I kind of got myself out of that situation. I was like, well, that's that's good because I'm fucking, I can now sort of just be high and, and not be fucking paranoid about anything. The weed thing had its own fucking plans for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened is I, I was sitting there and I was cl- I closed my eyes and I'm moving really, really fast. Like I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I'm on the bed. But I'm moving really fucking fast. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm in my own head. And you know sparklers, like when you get a sparkler and you like light it and you throw it and it looks like a comet? I was standing on one of those. So it wasn't huge, but it was about the size of my fist. Both of my feet are on it. It's a, it's a dream. I don't know. And I'm fucking flying. I'm like flying. Like my hair's going backwards. I don't know what the fuck's going on. So I'm just like, let's just, just lean into it. You'll be fine. So I'm flying along and then I'm looking underneath the comet that, that the little bit that's being lit up. It's so vivid in my head. And it's just this kind of like pink, soft sort of floor. And then everything else is really dark. Anyway, the, the comet's flying along and I'm on top of it. I'm like, wonder what's going to happen here. And then the comet just stops. And I just go over the falls like, it's like, like you're falling off a skateboard. And I just land on this kind of like soft, rubbery kind of feeling thing what the fuck is this? And then I realize I'm inside my, my head writing a comment 
just on top of my brain. And I'm like walking around on my brain. And I'm like, I know that I'm not walking around on my brain, but in context, I'm like, this is, let's just see where this goes. So I'm walking around and I'm feeling around. I'm like, I wonder what's going to happen next. Cause I'm just a fucking passenger in this feeling around, feeling around, feeling around sort of press on this. I'm trying to figure out what the texture of my brain is, which is ridiculous. And then I press on this, this point. And in real life on the bed, my arm goes and flies into the fucking air. And I'm like, what the fuck? Move around a little bit more, find another bit, press on it. My foot kicks. So this is what you were seeing. Like me sitting up and like being like, it was like me coming in and out of it. Anyway, I talk on, I, um, I'm like pretty interested in this. So I'm like, let's just see how far I can go with this. And then I press on this part of my brain and I stop breathing completely. <laughs> and I, I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Press, 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 press. Trying to fucking turn my breathing back on, right? Like my arms are moving. My fucking legs are moving. And then I run out of enough breath and I'm like, <gasps> and that's when I sit up. That's when I like fire myself up, perch up. And I am literally sitting there thinking, okay, I've gone too far down the rabbit hole and I'm not coming back. I'm going to be the first person that doesn't, doesn't come back from fucking weed, you know, like the first death. And I think heaps of people have that fucking feeling. I'm literally sitting on my bed looking at him wigging the fuck out, just thinking in my head, the fuck is wrong with him? <laughs> and you don't want to say anything, right? Because you don't want to be like, because you don't want to tip, you know I'm having a bad time. And I don't want to say that I'm freaking out because then it makes it more real. I didn't even realize you were having a bad time. I just thought you were like just going through it. And you were like, just trying to like, you were doing the normal things. You're like, I'm fine. I'm just going to breathe. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I just go back to my, <laughs> go back to my, my show. I'm in pure turmoil. So I'm just like, um, yeah, I think I'm going to fucking die or think I kind of made peace with the fact that I was now mental <laughs> and that I was just going to be that way forever. Cause you know, you see people on the street that like walk and they just start yelling at something or banging their heads into things. I was like, that's, I, I get it. Like I, I understand. Weed cookie. I've yeah, had one. That's it. So it's like I'm never. I'm definitely never coming back from this. So I managed to. I, I I never really managed to center myself. All I remember was that the when the girl had given us the weed cookie, and it like I said, it had like an FDA thing on it. It was a it was a government cookie, and it was fucking tiny. When she given it to us, I just zoned out. So she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm just looking in the box. I'm like what? Yeah. What, what do you have here?" And she goes, "Oh." She guys smoke weed. She gives us the cookie and she's like, is it, um, she's like, be really careful with this. And in my head, I was just like, bitch, I've, I've, we've got this. Like I'm smoke weed. It's fine. And I was trying to piece together what she'd said. And she said she caught a flight to Italy and she'd taken one and that she hallucinated for six hours. And I just remember thinking that and I was like recalling the conversation. And I was like, six hours. How long have I been here for? And I'm like, fuck, I have no idea. And then um, all of my thoughts started, they had maximum reverb on them. So I would think something like it was like six hours and it was like six hours, six hours, six hours, six hours. And then I'd have another thought. I'd be like, I'm mental now, I'm mental now, I'm mental now. But that's on top of the six hours. Yeah. So by the end of it, it's just an echo chamber of just fucking noise in my head. And I'm just sitting there going, when is this going to end? What the fuck's going on? And at some point you turn to me and you're like, go and have a shower. And I was like, I'm fucking... I don't know what's going on. You actually like, said to me, dude, I'm not good. 
And that was the point where I was like, Scott, you're fine. You've just had an edible. It's going to wear off. Go and have a shower. So I go into the shower. We're staying in this baller ass place in like in LA. It was like a pool house of like kind of a mansion. And um and it had a had a shower, but the shower, like one my memory of it was that one wall, almost one whole wall in the bathroom was a mirror. Go go in to have the shower. I'm sitting down in the shower. I'm like, fuck. I need to need to break this like psychotic episode that I'm having. And then I just look across and the devil is there and he's he's bright fucking red and he's got like smoke coming off him. He's just laughing at me. And I'm like, this is turning into like a fucking bad movie. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Just, so I'm just looking at him. I'm like, fuck, he's definitely not here, but this is very real. And he's just looking at me and smiling and nodding. And then I realize that it's a fucking mirror and I've only got the hot water on. So it's just my reflection. And I'm just like scolding myself with hot water. And it's like, it all comes in at once. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? So I, um, out of natural instinct, I turn the hot water off and I turn the cold water on. And then I just sit there shivering for like fucking God knows how long. And I came out of the bathroom. I'd finally broken the, I'd finally broken the cycle. And I came out of the bathroom and I was like, Phew, that was intense. And you were like, you've been in there for two hours. <laughs> I'd watched like 13 episodes or whatever I was watching. And just in my head, I'm like, he'll be fine. <laughs> you know what's fucked so up? You were telling me you were going like hot, cold, hot, yeah, cold. I just hot. remember just being like, I was just fucking terrified. It, that changed me, man. Like that was the the worst drug experience I've ever, not the worst drug, but the most intense drug mm. experience I've ever had. I've done mushrooms and stuff before. And that's quite interesting. But like as far as, and I've spoke to a few people about this, as far as like proper, hectic, uncontrollable psych, uh, psychedelic things that last a long time, edible weed is like right up there. Which is insanity to me because you're probably maybe 10 kilos at least, 10 to 15 kilos more than me. Mm. And... I literally had one, watched a couple of films and had a snooze. But you never know when it's going to get you. Like, yeah. You know when you green that's it? The, you green out the, before? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, actually, no. So the only time I've ever, like, got fucked up by weed is when I've, like, been really, really drunk and then smoked weed. Mm. And then I throw up. But, like, and then green out and you get the nausea and you're, like, you're spinning around and shit. I've never smoked too much and then felt bad. For example... We, uh, a friend, a couple of friends of mine made like muffins, weed muffins, and we were at a party. And do you remember my friend Brett? He listens to this. He lives over in Vancouver. Oh, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Brett, right? So Brett's a big boy. He would have weighed over 100 kilos at the time. I would have weighed 70, ringing wet. I ate two and a half of those fucking muffins. He had a half and passed out on his lawn trying to get back into his house, couldn't get his hand to his pocket to reach his phone to call his sister to come and help him. He eventually managed to get it out, had to call his sister, and she had to drag him in the house. I had two muffins and rode my fucking scooter home. Like, it's just so interesting the way that your body processes it. Yeah, the thing is you never know when it's coming. Like, I've, I've done it before where I've had, like, I used to buy, like, an ounce of weed and it would last me six months. Like, I'd, I'm not a heavy weed smoker, but I just occasionally, I've always used it to try and sleep, right? And... I'd smoked weed. 
I'd, I'd, out of this ounce, I'd smoked like most of it over like a super long period of time. And then I had another, I just had a joint one night to try and sleep. And I greened out completely. It's got nothing to do with the weed. It's got, it's just your time is up sometimes. And it's fucking crazy. It's like completely debilitating. And I think most people that I speak to that don't smoke weed anymore, they stopped when they greened out. Mm. They're like, oh, I had a really bad experience on weed and I'm not there. Because it's so fucking scary when it happens because it's weed and you're not expecting it. It's like, a, this is like you, it just happens. It seems to happen every like three years out of nowhere. We should go back on um, and just quickly touch on that place that we stayed at because that was wild. Scott and I booked a um, an Airbnb, obviously sight unseen. This was so early. This was before. This was before Airbnb was like yeah, popping. Yeah. It was crazy early. It was 2012. Yeah, it was a long time ago. And um, Scott's like, I found this place. It's like, it's like a little pool house off to the side of like this kind of mansion. And like mansions in... LA you you get those big fucking mansions but like this place was only worth like three and a half million dollars but in LA three and a half million dollars buys you a lot and it was on Mulholland Drive like for example if you looked over the balcony where the pool was Adam Levine from Maroon 5 his house was there and then across the road was like Justin Timberlake's house it was crazy. And here was this dude. And Scott and I had been there for like, let's say, I think we were there for a total of a week, but we were there for like six days. We'd never really seen the guy that owned the house. We'd only met his like handler who like let us in. Anyway, on like the last day that we were there, I walk out in the morning to have a cigarette. I was smoking at the time. And this dude was like in a bathrobe lying down on a pool sunbed, smoking a cigarette, and immediately I knew he was gay. It's just the way that he carried himself. We were, yeah, because well, we were in the pool house, right? Yeah. Did you say that? Yeah, in the pool house. Yeah. yeah. And he was in the main house. He was in the main house. So he's out there smoking a cigarette. Lovely guy, starts talking to me, where are you from? How long you got left here? Super camp. Super camp. Turns out his name's Sheldon Stein. I've actually done some research on Sheldon Stein. He was a companion for older women on sailing boats, like cruise cruise ships, where older women would go. They might have lost their husband or they might be single and they just wanted a guy to dance with and he would be that guy. And he got like really popular among the cruise ship scene as being this kind of courtesan to older rich women. Even though he was super gay. Anyway, his name is Sheldon Stein. His brother was Larry Stein, who is lawyer to the stars. He was Britney Spears' lawyer. He was a bunch of other like famous people's lawyers. You look up Larry Stein on the internet. Um, super fucking rich, obviously. Now, Sheldon was a property developer. And I think that's just the moniker he gave himself because he had some money and he bought a couple of houses and suddenly yep. you're a property developer. Anyway... I'm talking to him, smoking a cigarette on his balcony, overlooking NBC Studios, his giant pools in the background. And um, Scott comes out and we both, we all start talking. And he's like, this seems to be a common thread with us in LA. He goes, do you guys smoke weed? (laughs) And we were like, yes. Anyway, he's like, come in. I want to show you my mask collection. 
turns out he travels the world and he collects all these random masks from like Africa <laughs> so, and so Indonesia. Cliche, yeah. oh, There's no. like a wall of like um fucking Indonesian <laughs> masks, shrunken ceremonial heads yeah. masks and shit. But anyway. We walk into his kitchen and he's got like a couple of pantries like where you'd think he'd store food or whatever. But I remember this so fucking distinctly. He opened this pantry and maybe you can tell me right now if I'm like tripping or if I've like hammed this up in my own memory. But I swear to God, he opened this pantry and it was almost floor to ceiling weed jars. Yeah, just weed jars. Yeah. Immaculately labeled. Yes. I'm not tripping. That actually happened. Cool. So he pulls out this jar and um, he's like, come up to the bedroom. So we're like looking at each other going, okay, we're just going to trust this dude. I was like, if anything gets sketchy, we can definitely take it. <laughs> he, literally, <laughs> he literally said that. He's like, if shit gets weird, we can fuck him up. <laughs> so we go up to his bedroom and he is lying on his bed in his bathrobe in what can only be described as the most camp it was like situation. It was, it was super camp. But not. I never once felt like it was overtly weird or like he was trying to be weird that's just who he no, was no, it was complete because i'd known him since yeah. like that's completely who he was but the funniest thing was that like we walk into when we walk into his bedroom he just lies down on the bed like he like sprawls himself out like like presenting and i you were talking to him about the weed thing and i wasn't really i was kind of just like there and then i'm just standing in the fucking corner of the room just like what are we doing? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I have this thing because I like I work in sales, so I immediately try and like I try and get on a level with someone. So I find something that he enjoys, and I try and like align myself to it. So we have like a common a common thread of like a commonality that we can then bond over. And um, he was talking about loving dick, and I was like, same. <laughs> He did it. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> but he um he rolls a joint and real cool contraption. He had like, if anyone smokes weed, you've got like a roach at the end. And this thing had a wire on it. So as you smoked it, if anyone smokes a joint, you know when you get to the very end, it burns the fuck out of your fingers. So he could actually unwind this wire and hold it by the wire and smoke the very last bit of it. Anyway, he, he rolls this joint. We smoke it together. He has this conversation with us, tells us about his famous brother and how he's a property developer and how he gets all this shit. And it was just like the most random little conversation. But we both walked out of there going, he's a fucking legend. Yeah, I went back and stayed there. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. went back for round two. Yeah, he's a fucking... So how was the dick? Real good shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, he must have just had that Airbnb, I think, purely to have people come through his house that he could like chat with and like yeah. talk shit with because he probably now we know his like backstory he probably would have been meeting heaps of people on his cruise ships and then all of a sudden didn't have it anymore so he wanted that kind of camaraderie man that place is not available anymore no i'm not surprised i'd gone back and tried to get it it was crazy it was like it was only like 140 bucks it, it was the it was the same price that i charged for my one here yeah, it was so cheap. it was absolutely baller literally on the cliff of Mulholland drive and um and just like overlooking hollywood the most insane view but that's it man like the travel thing it's like so many stories and so many backstory things that that we have i think revolve around like part of the things that make up your identity 
is these like is this world experience and then it's been kind of robbed now if you do that if, if we were telling that same story here and it was in in a loo instead of in la you'd just be like oh yeah you're just the fucking you're a fucking you're drug addict yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this fucking gay dude in a robe offered me weed and we went up to his bedroom and he showed me all his masks it, yeah in doesn't double, have in double quite, view doesn't have quite the same aesthetic ple- no. pleasing aesthetic to it does it but yeah, I just I just want to get traveling again at the moment because everything feels so temporary. I can't believe we got here from. Tang- fuck, I'd love tang- to go somewhere. Eh? Tangent, ten- tangential, tangential. It's a great word. But yeah, it all feels fucking pretty temporary right now because you're looking at places to rent. Yeah, I've been looking at places to rent, and I can't pull my fucking I can't pull the trigger on anything because I'm like, am I gonna? Is, am I committing to this? Mm. Like, am I committing to being here now because this is. I want to go and live somewhere else. I want to do some some other things. So every time it comes up to that moving house or like renewing leases and doing all this sort of stuff, I'm like, fuck. That's so true. And I, I mean, can't make up my mind on it. Like I can't, it's, it, it just feels like I'm in this like half, half, like, and I've spoke to a few people about it and they feel the same way. And, and almost renewing like, is almost like, um, like giving up. It's like, oh, I guess I'll just do this for another year. Dude, that's it. It's another year of just pushing it and going, uh, I'll deal with that. I'll deal with it later. So it's like, yeah, give me, like with mine, I'm like, give me another six months mm. because I can't be fucked moving. But then moving is like a definitive idea to go and like, to, to put some roots down. Yeah, well, to a degree. I mean, I think more so if you're buying something, rentals are... Rentals and changing your rental is almost like a okay. I need to start fresh, and I need like a change of scenery, and this is what it's going to give me. Like moving itself is a fucking ball ache. The fact that you do that and then you're in a new place—that's kind of like the reward. Mm. But how fucked are fucking rental companies? No, it's horrible. I've never. It's it's such a strange like dichotomy in that we're technically a customer of the rental company and so is your landlord and they kind of play each side off against one another like the last time i did a rent review a rent renewal last year they jacked my rent from 400 a week to 480 like it was a significant increase and i was like okay it's kind of cunty but i'll pay it but how about you paint the place? Because it's like this shit beige. And they were like, yeah, nah. And I was like, what do you mean, nah? I'm like, I'm paying you an extra 80 bucks a week. That's like, a, it's like a, I can't really do maths, but I, I reckon that's about four grand a year. It's $5,600. There you go. Even more offensive. I was like, surely you can put some, you can paint a couple of walls in exchange for that. I've been there, this will be my like fifth year. Like I've been there for a while. Um, and they were just like, I'll tell you what. 4,000, sorry. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> me, bro. But how's me? I just went along with it. I was like, yeah, cool, you're smarter than me. 4,000 something. Anyway, I, um, I love how you're doing your <laughs> yeah, mental math. Like, yeah, someone's like, going to pull me up on this. <laughs> so um, they said, okay, how about this? We'll get a guy in to quote it, but we're not going to paint it. And in my head, I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? You want me to hang around, have someone to quote it, but you've just told me that you're not going to proceed with it. And then I let them do it. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then at the end, they're like, oh yeah, it was uh, $4,000 to paint it. 
but we're not going to do it. So now my rent review, uh, my rent lease comes up in February, like now. And I'm waiting to see what the next fucking iteration of this bullshit's going to be. Mm-hmm. Mine got boosted as well. And they just don't give a fuck because they've got the power at the moment. Real estate agents, so they're just acting like pricks. Like, I have literally made demands of real estate agents in the past where they've just been like, we'll do anything yes, to get someone please, to please, stay. But now, and that, that's the thing, like now you look at rentals and it's just like, unless you want to pay 700 bucks a week. No shit. You're not moving laterally anymore, you know? Yeah, you're looking at nearly 500 bucks a week for a one by one. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And that's the thing, man. Every time I go to look, I'm like, oh, I can't be fucked. It's such like, a ball it's way. Hits me, yeah. It's literally better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Yeah. It's like, you. not only do you have to now move, it's like, I might end up in a place that's kind of shitter. And now I'm stuck there. I'm kind of tempted to move back into the... The, the dildo dungeon. Now, but it's just, yeah, it's just too scary. Like I said, too much trauma. Ghosts of dildos past. Yeah, there's too much. It's, <laughs> too much has happened in those walls. Way too much. I don't think I could go back in there. No, nah, not at all. But it's weird, man. It is a weird thing because I think a lot of people are feeling the same way. Like we're living through something that people haven't lived through before. You know, anyone that's alive anyway. And the way that we've been dealing with it, I'm not going to go on a COVID ramp by any means, but the way that we've been dealing with it as far as like shutting borders and doing all this sort of stuff, the carry on effect of that is this psychological idea of being stuck here and i know a lot of people like a ton of people that travel heaps and then come come back here and it's like kind of base camp you know and that's how that's your lifestyle that's how you've built your life over the years and then it's like on one hand you're meant to feel really positive and feel good about the fact that you know nothing's really happened here and we're all kind of safe and it's paradise and and you see the shit that's been going on in the rest of the world but then you're here it kind of shines a light on the fact that it's a pretty fucking boring place to be. Like, it's fine if I could if I could leave for two months a year, two separate one-month trips, and go and experience the world and, like, absorb some things and have fun. Like, I used to go, not go out much, and then I'd go and, like, go to Europe for a month or go to America for a month and just kind of let loose and, and have these experiences. And then you come back and now, I don't know, I've been here for, like, two and a half years without having been anywhere i'm not really fucking doing that i'm not really letting loose i don't i don't i feel like i'm losing part of my you're just used to having the freedom to do anything that you want all the time like how easy was it and how often do people just go i'm gonna go to bali or someone says getting married over here or i even go to melbourne you go to melbourne go to sydney do that and it all just i've said this about a ton of things before but like ideas are, are, are very 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 fucking unlikely like by the time something reaches you like a, a base idea for, for it to crystallize into something that actually happens is like it needs to it needs to survive a lot right and it's very hard for ideas and concepts at the moment about what you want to do with your life or potential things that you can look at and go you know like oh, i want to put out music and tour i want to do this and that there's so many little things just to shoot them down, just just in your own head, just the the little things that just go. Yeah, you probably can't though. You you know maybe try that when things are working when 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 the world's going better or this and that. So it just sort of just it feels like maybe what we're living through at the moment is like it's just dampening our ability to progress 
that's how I feel anyway. And I don't know if it's just got way, way too much fucking time on my hands to think about this stuff. But I always found that I'd come up with an idea to do something and then I'd kind of hit it wholeheartedly. I quite enjoyed that momentum of going, oh, this is, you know, I'm going to go here. We're going to do this. And, and there's, there's all these options. And then that itself would spring further ideas like going to the States with you or going to the States with Bradshaw and him really solidifying and kicking off the Street X brand. Those things can't happen now they wouldn't be able to happen in this environment and time is not promised and time isn't something that we have like an abundance of and especially i think because i'm fucking careering towards 40 at such a fucking rapid rate and i feel like somewhat subconsciously that's the end i don't know why i'm sure i'll feel differently when i get there that time is running out and you got to kind of make a decision right 100 percent, yes but it is fucking weird, man. It's weird times. All around, weird times. But we go through it day by day, mm. masturbating furiously to stepsisters <laughs> and into aloe vera scented tissues. It's really 2022 up in here. That's the weirdest thing I've heard from you is, is the aloe vera. Because t- aloe vera doesn't even fucking smell like mint. Yeah, no, I, look, I used mint. Were they minted? It, no, it was aloe vera, but aloe vera smells away, and I was like, this smells, like, nice. Maybe not mint, but it smells nice. you get nice. sunburned and then get turned on if you have to put, like, aloe vera on yourself? Oh, fuck, no, but maybe maybe I should try. <laughs> you know what's uncomfortable? You know what's weird about aloe vera is when you get sunburned, you put that shit on your skin, and it just goes, yeah. and your body just absorbs it, and you're yeah. like, what the fuck? It's like, where'd that go? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> That's what red wine's like for me. That's why I don't drink red wine. <laughs> I put it in my mouth and it disappears. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where the fuck? Yeah, it feels like something that has just like gone into your body as opposed to you consuming it. <laughs> well, look, I think we've done enough damage to our viewership um, as limited as it is. I do want to make a couple of points. Um, one, massive congratulations to two of our friends, Daniel Bradshaw first, for his promotion to Purple Belt. In jiu-jitsu, I think he is the longest standing blue belt in history of mankind. So congratulations to him. And also congratulations to our very good friend, Adam Del Borello, who got his brown brown belt. Um, And and Delby's brown belt is, yeah. He really fought for that. Um, And you know what? As much as I give Bradshaw shit, um, he really deserved that. That cunt works really fucking hard. Um, Or it's a marketing ploy. One of the two. I'm I'm pretty sure he works hard. I fucking... (laughs) Now that I think about, now he does he does work really hard, and I know Adams was crazy to get, and um and massive shout out to those two, um so congratulations to you both. Also, my coach Rod Costa fighting for the championship in Eternal MMA in March. So if he wins that, that would have two current standing Eternal MMA champions out of our gym. Uh, in Jack Baker and Costa and and Rod, which would be fucking insane. So fucking cool. So if anyone gets the opportunity to tune in and watch that, um, please do. I'm sure it's going to be a fucking yeah, awesome watch card. That shit. Um, and lastly, thanks to everyone who has either subscribed to us on YouTube, uh, liked us on Spotify. There are a couple of people who have given us one star. Yeah, fuck you guys. And I would love to know who you are. Show yourself. Show yourself. Come out. Tell us why you <laughs> think we suck so bad. Perfect. If you've got us on Spotify, there's a little star button. Fucking press it. Press one, two, three, four, five. I don't really care. Just press one of them. 
um, and fucking like and subscribe on YouTube and actually watch it because you're helping. And the more you help, the more you can hear about our weird masturbation stories. <laughs> so really, it's a win for everyone. This is definitely the weirdest, most disjointed podcast we've done. Um, and it won't be the last. No, it won't be. Guests coming up as well. So, yep, keep tuned in and we'll fucking see you next time. See ya. Club Good. Club Good. Club Good. Club Good.